hey, it's on. I love you too much to forsake you. I want to bless you and embrace you. You gotta come to me, cause I don't chase you. But I suggest you choose me, but I won't make you. That's how you get your break. Cause I really needed it. Felt your pressing out, then I'm finally obedient. Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today is one of the most phenomenal days um, outside of yesterday's birthday. Um, I've been excited about today, um, getting ready for everybody today. Y'all know I've been talking about this great man of God, um, Mr. Mark Whitaker. Um, he's on today. He's, he's in the green room right now. And, and I'm excited about everything that God has placed upon us in this season, the connections, what God has given in revelation toward us. Um, just excited about every statue of God and every revelation and every period that God has placed us in. This is a great moment of time. And y'all got to be excited. This is the, um, the executive director um, of the T-Factor Initiative for Coca-Cola Consolidated. Phenomenal prayer warrior. We pray with him constantly. Phenomenal man of wisdom and pursuit. And I want to tell you his testimony is less than anything you have heard. There should be a book in the Bible of this. But we thank God for what we receive um, from him. And I am looking forward to just the conversation with him because every conversation is just blessed from him. And tomorrow, you know, tomorrow we have Sharon Pulliam. She's going to be with us on tomorrow, the songwriter. And, and most of y'all know her. She's she's into <laughs> nationally known she'll be on um, you know she's a worshiper and she's a praiser and she's excited um, as family to celebrate this week of my birthday and yesterday y'all were phenomenal in, in your birthday greetings and and just everything you sent to me words of kindness and encouragement that it just blessed me to the point where I just was too full pretty much to try to respond to everything but I was going to respond today amen and even, even Mark sent me a wonderful wonderful birthday um, word of love and kindness. He was ready to preach in the video, but he held it to the birthday. And he read it to all of those, and, and Melissa and Dean and Ben and all of those who wrote to me. I'm thankful. I'm just thankful to all of those who spent that measure of time. All right. Y'all know what we're going to do because we got some glorious stuff going on. And let me mention Thursday night at Heaven's Harvest Ministries, Bishop C.O. Carter Sr. will be there. And he'll be there accepting his award for all of these years of ministries and Heaven's Harvest. I know you're excited. Daddy will be at the house. All right, so uh, we're going to have this commercial. When we get back from this commercial, the Titus 2 commercial, amen, with a host of it, it's Sister Joy Ellerby. When we get back, hey, we'll be presenting you to this powerful man of God, Mark Whitaker. Look forward to it. Give us a minute. Here we go. Tune in to the Titus 2 show on Fridays at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live with your host, Joy Ellerby. On the Titus 2 show, we want you to join the conversation. But what are we talking about? We're talking about transparency and accountability. We're encouraging one another in our most holy faith. And we're laying the biblical foundation for you to apply God's word to your everyday life. So make sure you tune in to the Titus 2 show on Fridays at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. Stay praying, stay believing, and stay Titus 2 living.
Greetings, everybody. We are back. We have with us um, Mark Whitaker, and um, I know you can't do it here, but everybody clap your hands wherever you're located uh, to bring in um, our dear friend, prayer warrior, great man of God, executive director of the T-Factor um, initiative for Coca-Cola uh, Consolidated. Uh, Mark, how you doing today? Glad to have you, and how do you feel today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. And happy birthday to you yesterday, too. I was blessed to be able to send you a, a video message yesterday, but I uh, hope you had a wonderful birthday, Pastor. Oh, let me tell you, it was so great yesterday that um, at the end of the day, I was up to one o'clock birthday and, you know, and we were talking about God to one o'clock in the morning. But, Mark, it was tremendous. I I was really blessed. And I thank you for what you said, uh, said to us. And uh, I, I'm ready. You know, I'm always ready to talk about God things. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Just give us a little bit who you are and uh, about your wonderful wife, whatever you want to give as an intro real quick. Yeah, I just grew up in the in the Cincinnati uh, area and wonderful parents. My mom's still alive today, uh, 89, almost 90. And my dad, All right. just, my dad passed at 90 just a few years ago. I met my wife when she was in seventh grade. I was in eighth grade. We're married 43 years. Went to our high school proms together. And we have three wonderful children. We tried to have uh, uh, our own child for about eight years of marriage. And her mm-hmm. doctor said, to adopt and so we adopted a five-year-old and seven-year-old and she got pregnant a month later so we had a five-year-old newborn <laughs> in 10 months <laughs> he multiplied quickly <laughs> yeah they're all adults now and we're just uh tremendously blessed uh it's, it's been a wonderful journey the last 65 years Lord have mercy. I'm going to be honest with you, Mark. Look great. Look great for whatever time period he has granted you uh, so far. Sometimes when I hear your numbers and your years, they are staggering because you don't fit it, but it's worn well um, in your travel with the Lord. And uh, I'm just ready to get into some great conversation with you. You are a prayer warrior. I have been in prayer with you for a couple of years, and it is just beautiful. If you don't mind, if you could talk about that real quick, the value of prayer and how that value of prayer is necessary for our day-to-day walk. Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's paramount, uh, Pastor Paramount. I've been a Christian for 25 years. I became a Christian at 40 years uh, 40 years of age, 25 years ago. And prayer is just paramount. Ginger became a, a, a Christian 10 years before me at age 30. She prayed for me for 10, for 10 years. Uh, for, God, uh, for me to surrender to God, surrender to Jesus. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't think there's anything more important than prayer. And I really, and one of the things I pray uh, most often during the day is is really Colossians three twenty three is is no matter what you do do it with with your whole heart working for the Lord is, instead of working for man. And what I feel about that is this that I don't care if we're in an Uber car, or grocery store, or a post office, or at work, or at home with our or with our spouses and our children. God wants to use us every minute of the day, and He doesn't yes. want us to switch that switch off and and be a Christian on Sunday, but uh, uh, all right, virtual switch off during the during the week. I mean, it's really meant to serve God every minute of the day, and so I think prayer is paramount. 
what was that big event in your life, Mark? Because I've heard your testimony. The rest of the world have not. Uh, what, tell us about that big life-changing event uh, to put you in this prayer moment, that, that turning point. Yeah, the big event in my life really started when I was 32, uh, Pastor. I was at a, at a company, a very large company, 56th largest company in America, company known as ADM, Archer Daniels Midland. I was 32, divisional president of the biotech division, corporate vice president of the whole company. I was ranked number four executive out of 30,000 employees. It was a company with 70 billion revenue. I'm talking about a Fortune 56 company, you know, the 56th largest company in a publicly traded company in America. And I got obsessed with that lifestyle. I wasn't a, a godly man then. I, I, I was, uh, I was really obsessed with, with materialism and greed and power and, and, and the wrong type of success. I mean, I, I learned the last 25 years living a life of significance is so much more important than the way the yes. world defines success. But yes. in 32, when I was 32, Probably the best way to explain it, I was Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. Executives had their own jet. So I worked there for eight years, uh, being ranked number four executive. I had my own jet, a Falcon 50. I bought the home that the CEO used to live in, a mansion with 13,000 square feet and an eight-car garage. And I had that eight-car garage filled with uh, eight cars. My bonuses each year would be in the two to $3 million range. And this is 1989, you know, Oof. for those eight years from 1989 mm-hmm. uh, to, the, to the late 90s when I had that position. And I started sharing with my wife how I was being mentored to take over an international cartel. And she became a Christian at 30. So she was a Christian when I was sharing this with her. Mm-hmm. And I started sharing with her how they were mentoring me to take over uh, a price fixing scheme, a cartel of all your listeners. I mean, ADM was the largest food additive company in the world. They, they buy a Kellogg cereal or a Pillsbury or a Kraft. Oh, or a yes. ADM makes ingredients that go into foods all around the world. It's that large of a company. And so I was being mentored, but for me to continue in that position and to move up the corporate ladder, I was being groomed to go from the divisional president to the company president. So I would have been number two, the COO, and I would have mm-hmm. reported to the CEO. And I shared that with Ginger, and she was a Christian, and she said, Mark, is that legal? And I said, well, it's not legal, but everybody does it. They told me they've been doing it for about 12 years, well before they brought me into it, even before I joined the company. But now they're in their mid-70s. The CEO was 75. The president was 69. And I was 32. So they had to start mentoring me on some of these things to eventually take over. And I shared that with her. And she said she was going to go pray about it. And she prayed about it for a couple hours, Pastor. And she came back and she said God led her to a decision. She said God led her. This is one of the biggest frauds. In, in, in corporate America. And she said, God better to turn me into the FBI. She said, I'm, she said, he's going to turn me in. I'll probably go to prison, but she would stay with me. And she turned me in on the largest price fixing case in U.S. history. And we're married 43 years. I mean, it shows. Uh, That's God. God. Yeah. <laughs> praise God. But it was a tough period. I had to wear a wire for eight, nine hours a day for three years for the FBI. I testified against about 30 people in the largest price fixing scheme in U.S. history, started by my wife, Ginger, a stay-at-home mom raising three young children. And during that journey, 
I mean, during that journey of wearing a wire and the pressures of that and going to trial and, and then going to prison during that journey, a couple a couple strong, a couple strong believers, a couple prayer warriors yes. read about in the newspaper and reached out to me. One of them was named Ian Howes, of an executive at a pharmaceutical company, biotech company. And the other one was Chuck Colson who went to prison in the 70s for mm-hmm. the Watergate scandal. He was White House counsel for President Nixon and went to prison in the 70s and became a Christian in that journey Chuck Colson did. And they reached out to me and they discipled me and they introduced me into Jesus, to Jesus. And even Chuck Colson discipled me even when I was in prison for this mm-hmm. large price-fixing case, one of the largest white-collar cases in history. And I became a Christian my first year in prison age 40 and it changed my life forever all right wow and that means that that anything is possible for god when god has his hand upon you you know, your testimony, Mark, always amazed me um, in so many capacities because the commitment of your wife, Ginger, her commitment to righteousness in a sense of this is for your good. Yes, Lord. And and I'm always amazed because your joy in it always amazes me, your full joy in it. And sometimes it seems that that you carry an honor that she took that 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 mantle to be able to move forward for your for your good in the Lord. And and um, uh, could you talk about marriage a little bit, sustainment of marriage and through tests and trials and faith and prayer, that sustainment? Yeah, I tell you, I think when a, when a marriage, when you're praying together, you stay together. And I've seen our marriage grow since I became a Christian at 40 in the last 25 years. And like I said, we've been married 43 years, but God took our marriage to levels I never dreamed was possible. But I think the key is that we're both following Jesus. We have to love Jesus more than each other. And that's why she stayed with me. She had to love Jesus more than me because her flesh was saying run when this was going on. When I'm wearing a wire and going to federal prison. I mean, but God told her to stay that uh, there would be seasons that I would get to know God. And and so she did stay. But prayer is so is so important and i think of our marriage and just the soulmates we become through this i can't imagine life without without ginger i'm really here today interviewing with you the reason that god gave me is the reason is ginger and really all the reasons i'm here today all right amen redemption and second chances because of god used ginger in this journey that, that's powerful because I in these days it seems as if uh, we say that everything is leave, everything is go, and 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 God used your wife to to set a stage for this hour uh, to be able to say I called you to stay because there's a greater plan, there's a bigger plan. Uh, I look at that bigger plan in the T factor. Um, and, and its significance. Could you talk to us about the T-Factor um, a little yeah, bit about it? Coca-Cola Consolidated, and that's a little bit different than the Coca-Cola company. They're two different companies. We're the largest modeler in America mm-hmm. of Coca-Cola products, 300 different beverages. But we're mm-hmm. a faith-based, pur- purpose-driven company. I mean, for yeah. our purpose statement is, is our only purpose to honor God in all we do. That's our official purpose statement, to honor God in all we do by serving mm-hmm. up 
pursuing excellence and growing profitably. We have 102 plant sites. We have a chaplain in every plant. Uh, That's and beautiful. 100 prayer groups and Bible studies. I mean, it's where you can bring your whole self to work. And we love to hire non-Christians because they're going to get to know God. They don't go to church yet. And we're, they're going to get to know God by joining our company, by just the people that they interact with and the people around them. And I tell you, God is so blessed. We're a 120-year-old company. We've been a faith-based company for 23 years. And God has yeah. so blessed our company by, by doing it God's way. I mean, we really see there's no better place for ministry than the workplace because to think about how many yeah. people go to work, they go to work and they don't go to church yet and what a great way just through our actions to reach them and to share about God and share about Jesus uh, and that's powerful the way you put that together no better place than the workplace for them to hear about Christ um, when we talk about the T factor and, and how do you see it and what do you see and um, where do you see God taking the T factor? Yeah, T factor, we T factor is really where we share with the outside world, Christian leaders, about what we're doing internally and mm -hmm. how we became a faith based company and how that's impacted our culture and how that's greatly impacted our company by putting people first, our retention rate, our level of absenteeism. I mean, even non-Christians love to come to a, to a job where people care about them. And a lot of those become mm -hmm. in 2021 yes, alone, 644 employees gave their life to Christ. Oh. 644 just in one year alone. Hallelujah. A huge number and we celebrate that number more than we do record profits and record growth i mean it's <laughs> it's so great to see people come to know god through that number and t factor is where we do events with 300 senior leaders every quarter and we mm -hmm. share with them virtually how we became a faith-based purpose-driven company how we've done that in this journey for 23 years with our CEO, our COO, yes. our legal, our attorney share, how you can do it legally. You can't force someone to see a chaplain. You can't force to see someone to be in a Bible study, but you make it optional. But when people see it around them, eventually they want to get engaged and they want to be involved. And we share that with others. And we've seen so many companies become purpose-driven, faith-based companies by yes. following Model of what we've been doing at 23 years at Coca-Cola Consolidated. It's a great opportunity. Our, our purpose statement factor is, is to transform workplace cultures around the world for God, for good, <laughs> for growth. And, and I love it so much. You know, what I, what I was taught uh, when I first came to that T-Factor, and I, I, I fell in love with the presentation of Workplace Christ. And that thing did something to me, the Workplace Christ, and, and centering everything at the beginning of prayer, even in the workplace. Don't move until prayer happens. And even to watch Frank present himself as a prayer warrior and him saying, listen here, before we do anything, um, prayer, we must talk to God, that um, I took on Mark, all of that was produced from the T-Factor and let it become applicable to our ministry and taking all the nuggets and started teaching. This is this is business and this is morality and this is integrity and this is accountability. And here here is what you must do in your business. And and um, 
So it brings me to my next question, the value of prayer mentors and Christian prayer mentors in the workplace. Do we see value or do you see value in that mark, the prayer mentors? Oh, absolutely. Discipleship and mentorship is so important for us as we equip these future leaders. The leaders are going to come to come behind us, to make this model of being a godly company, to make it sustainable. Yes. Lots of prayer and discipleship and and mentorship. I don't think there's, I got five leaders that I actually even mentor and disciple myself. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's anything more important than discipling the next generation because like Jesus, we came to go. Jesus is in heaven and we're going to join him in heaven. We come to go, but there's generations behind us. Well, how are they going to know about God and how are they going to know about putting God first and how are they going to know about living godly lives without us pouring into them and sharing wisdom that we've learned over these years to share with the next generations. So prayer and mentorship and discipleship is paramount, just like Paul did Timothy. I mean, think about 2 Timothy 2.2, where Paul tells Timothy, take these things you learned from me, Paul sharing, and go share with others. That's that's how you equip the, the, the others around us. And just like Chuck Colson poured into me, and Ian Howes poured into me. I pour into others. We we need to equip the next generation, no matter what their what their positions are, no matter if they're in ministry or in their workplace. We need to help equip the next generation. And I love that because I hear you talk a lot about the next generation, equipping the next generation, preparing um, our successors, preparing them with the equipment necessary for spiritual success and to become disciples to disciple that disciple. Um, I I love it when I I see your 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 zeal for that next generation. What outside of prayer and added to it, what would be a powerful word? you would give to the next uh, generation for sustainability and 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 for discipleship well i think i think pastor where god's led me the last 25 years is for the next generation to understand the purpose of their life where to put their energy where to put their time where to invest their time because like psalm 24 1 says god owns it all he owns the universe us and everything he owns it all these are not our businesses. These are not our 401ks, even our families. God owns it all. We're just stewards. We're just yes. stewards of God for everything that we that's around us. We're just stewards of it. And I believe this. I believe 2 Corinthians 5.20, that the why we do what we do, we're an ambassador for Christ. While yes. we're here on earth until we join him in heaven, we're one of his ambassadors. And that's 2 Corinthians 5.20. I believe that's why we do what we do. And I emphasize that with all the ones that I mentor and disciple. And then how we do it, how we live out 2 Corinthians 5.20, how we become the effective ambassador that God designed us to be. I believe that how we do it in terms of what God shared with me the last 25 years is Matthew 28.19 and 2 Timothy 2.2. Matthew 28.19 is go make disciples of all nations. That's, That's basically to share the truth and the gospel. And sometimes it's our actions even more than words where people see that we're different as Christians. That's where you're reaching the non-believers to plant seeds. That's the Matthew 28, 19. And then 2 Timothy 2, 2 is the discipleship arm of that, the purpose of our life, which is where you're pouring into someone that's now a believer and you're Mm -hmm. helping them grow in their faith to be the man or the woman that God designed them to be. 
Yes. So I believe why we would do what we do is 2 Corinthians 5.20. We're his ambassadors. And I think how we do it is evangelism That's and discipleship. Good. No matter where we're at, where God is positioned is at with our skill sets. I believe that's what we do is evangelism and discipleship is Matthew 28, 19 and 2 Timothy 2, 2 as the purpose of our lives. I love that. The purpose and how uh, that's beautiful, Mark. That arrangement is beautiful. Here is the purpose of that generation. And here is how this is this is the, here is your easy step program. And, and because then the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Just follow it and just follow it. And God will bless you in your day to day with family and your pursuit. Um, how do you put all of that together? Because uh, you're a busy man. I've been knowing you for a while. You're you and Ginger are always on the go. You're meeting places. You're being with people. You're ministering constantly. You're pouring in constantly. How do you arrange that? How do I know your prayer does it? But how do you you get everything spiritually aligned properly for you? Well, where God's, where God's leading me uh, during this season, I want so badly to finish strong, too, and finish strong for him. But where God's led me this season, and probably even this last 25 years since I have since I surrendered my life to Jesus in June of 98, but where God is led, leading me is this, is quiet time, I think, is paramount. That prayer time, that one-on-one. Think about Nehemiah, who built that wall around Jerusalem in 52 days. Yes, yes. Days. He prayed almost double the amount of time that, that he did that. Yes, put he did. That wall, this massive wall around Jerusalem. And, and it showed the importance of prayer. Prayer was really the heavy lifting. People think building the wall was the heavy lifting. The yes. heavy lifting was prayer. So quiet time is just paramount for me. Mm-hmm. Just quiet time with God going through my devotions in the morning uh, before I get on email or, or any of the work text or anything work related. It's just time with even before breakfast, just time with just Jesus and me and to share and for God to, and for me to say, God, please keep me out of my own way today. Keep me on track, set the priorities and guide me and put people in my path that you want me to, to, to speak through me as a vehicle you want to share with. So quiet time's important. And then yes. something Jimmy and I do, at least in this season, and because it is kind of a high-profile case how I, I became a Christian, we do go to lots of events. We spoke at the 43rd Annual Fellowship of Companies for Christ International, FCCI, 43rd Annual last week. Ben Carson was a speaker the day before we were. And, and we shared with these workplace top executives, many of them CEOs, senior leaders, and we shared our testimony. Ginger and I on stage together shared about what God's done in our life and that there's nothing more important than serving God, to be his ambassador on earth. Amen. Amen. The CEO of Coca-Cola and I, the same event we shared about Coca-Cola Consolidated and how how Frank has had this journey of into a a purpose-driven company and doing it God's way and not our way into a purpose-driven servant leadership, faith-based company to help equip leaders. And then we went, uh, that was on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then on Friday, we're speaking at the annual Birmingham prayer breakfast in Birmingham. Uh, And and we got to share our testimony, Ginger and I did at that event. And a lot of those are lost and don't know God. So we got a chance to share the gospel message and end with an invitation. And mm-hmm. that's where, that's kind of the Matthew twenty eight nineteen part planting seeds. It is 
believe sure then and then discipling second timothy 2 2 pouring into to to younger the next generation that are already believers to help them grow in their faith and just every day god leads us for ginger and i to be his ambassadors and evangelism and discipleship no matter where at where we're at and like i said that can be a grocery store an uber car at a post office it could be <laughs> anywhere god puts in your path and sometimes just through our actions we get to share and be the salt and light for yes. god and for Jesus. that that's powerful right there the 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 season of being prepared for whatever the salt and light requirement is and just saying i'm available i'm available i'm truly available doing that i have to close now and this has been beautiful this has been wonderful bark you know you know it's been a dream i've been talking about this for a while and um doing the this space of of moment um if, if you don't mind um um if you could give that small invitation um, to somebody who might be listening, just give that small invitation um, concerning Christ, and we'll end after that. Um, because I have been around you, and I've never seen nothing but the heart of Christ in you. Um, I've never seen you be little. I've never seen you have issue. I've never seen you be less than. Um, I've seen your walk, and your walk has been tremendously blameless. And and I have watched that personally. So if you don't mind giving an invitation to yes. somebody who's listening um, concerning that walk. Yeah. And, 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 right, and right as I lead into this invitation, I just really want to emphasize Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and live according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. That means God took the the part of my life that was greed focused and addicted to, to power and greed. And, and yes. he took the like he'll take the brokenness in your life, no matter what adversities you have, and he'll use it all for good. Yes, if he will. And I've seen it for 25 years. God do that. Yes. Good, bad, and the ugly, he will use it all for good. And even through the biggest trials and adversity, God will turn those into, yes, into good if you let him. And I'd like to end with an invitation that kind of follows up that, Romans 8, 28. Father, what a blessing it is to serve you. I am a sinner. I've made huge mistakes in my life, and I even still make mistakes, Father. But I know, Father, that you, you your son died a horrific death for my sins. He died on a cross for my sins. And he, three days later, Father, he was resurrected. And I know, Father, by following you and believing you and having you in my heart and knowing that you are the Son of God and that you died a horrific death for my sins, I know that I will join you in heaven and have eternal life in heaven when my time here on earth is finished. So, Father, I pray that I become the man that you designed me to be. I pray that anyone that's hearing this message, they become the men and women that you designed them to be, that they will get to know you and they will follow you and they will be your ambassadors here on earth, Father, and that they will see their purpose of life for evangelism and discipleship to plant seeds in others and help others grow in their faith. And Father, what a blessing it is to serve you and I just pray for anyone listening that we become the men and women that you designed us to be and to be all about you and to be nothing about us. And I pray all this in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. What a beautiful invitation to um, God's people. Uh, we are excited. We thank you for your time today out of your busy schedule. And we just thank you for your words of encouragement, your words of peace, um, your words of invitation, and your testimony. And to your wonderful, wonderful wife, Ginger, we say thank you. Um, you mean the world to us. And for those that don't know, we pray together monthly. He is a great encouragement to me um, um, about what God has in store for us. We're going to have an ending commercial, Mark. We will look forward to talking to you later. And you, you know I, I you know how I feel about the prayer and and that team. Uh, we just needed Melissa. As <laughs> it would have felt at home. That's right. <laughs> it would have felt at home. And to Sister Joy Ellaby, part of that team. Um, but Mark, Thank you. We appreciate it. For those, this is Mr. Mark Whitaker, the director executive um, of the T-Factor Coca-Cola Consolidated Initiative. We are truly blessed today. Do not forget him. Amen. You're going to be seeing him down the line uh, ministering to us on multiple occasions. If I can snatch him out of his calendar it's, when I can. And um, sometimes you just have to be ready for a move of God. I thank you for your openness. And I truly thank you for just your soft candor. It was beautiful just to hear truth and to hear it fully. Um, so uh, for the rest of everybody else, do not forget the beautiful words that came from today. Power, anointed word, strengthening word, amazing word. And we look forward to greater. We're going to have a commercial and this one is going to be by Dr. Graham. Right after Dr. Graham is going to be Bright Harvest. And, um, and then after then, we'll have the ending. And I thank God for all of you on today. It's the day after my birthday. And uh, Mark graced me with this moment to give me that. Amen. And on tomorrow we have Sharon. So y'all have a beautiful day. Let God rest with you. Let his peace be with you. And don't ever forget Jesus saves and he loves you in the name of Jesus. All right. I call y'all blessed and I'll speak to the rest of the fellowship later on tonight at 930 Evans Harvest Ministries. All right. Y'all take care of yourselves and be blessed. What a great day. All right. Bye, everyone. I love you too much to forsake you I want to bless you and embrace you You gotta come to me cause I don't chase you But I suggest you choose me but I won't make you That's how you get your break Cause I really needed it Felt your pressing out that I'm finally your people